Hello Earthlings and welcome back to the fourth episode of season 2 of Astronomy with Disha. This is your host Disha and today I present to you the second division of the series Dark Matter and Dark Energy. We went through a series of introduction and what dark matter dark energy is, what their functions are and tried to get a basic concept about them in the past episode which was episode 2 division 1 and we understood that quite well i guess so today it's about what's the history of dark matter and dark energy and what are the evidences we have the first questions that all science or space enthusiasts might have is that why do we even have to talk about the history of a particular thing before knowing that in depth i personally believe that in space science whenever you're trying to learn something new and find something out the basic and the foremost thing you have to do just after introduction is to know what that was in like your past and how it is to function and how we even got the first fundamental idea about it why do we think it exists and how do we know that first division covered all the introductory concepts that cleared your thoughts about what these two things dark matter and dark energy namely can be now the second thing will have to be knowing about their history their past because we can only move forward in future if we have a clear concept about the past okay when we talk about dark matter and dark energy what their past can be it can be about which scientists thought about it first and who derived the idea first who tried to write it down first and who validated it first is that enough so you mean that we only have to know their names and we are good to go not really if you have heard me properly i said their history and some you know like proves that will prove that there is such a thing so if we first try to know that how the idea came up who gave the idea is actually important so that we can acknowledge that person and then we will move forward to knowing what are the observational proofs that we have how do we know that the person who thought that the scientist who thought that dark matter dark energy exists was actually right so let's move forward with this episode and i hope all the concepts about dark matter and dark energy's past and the observational evidences that we have in hand will be clear to all If we try to talk about the history of dark matter first there is actually the hypothesis of dark matter and it has a huge history you know in 1884ish lord kelvin actually gave a talk where he estimated the number of dark bodies in the milky way 
from the observed velocity dispersion of the stars that is orbiting around the center of the galaxy now this is something obviously if you search about lord kelvin's 1894 talk about milky way dark bodies in milky way you'll get it coming to why am i mentioning this because yes one we are talking about history of dark matter and two i want to explain what this velocity dispersion of stars is as it plays a very important role in the whole talk that we are talking about now what exactly is velocity dispersion it is like in astronomy specifically it is a statistical dispersion of velocities about the mean velocity for say a group of astronomical objects that can be your cluster like nebula cluster or galaxy or a cluster of galaxies or a open cluster maybe and uh maybe super cluster it depends like any astronomical object for that matter now using this measurement that we just talked about he estimated the mass of the galaxy the possible mass of the galaxy now if you ask me was that a perfect mass of the galaxy i say that in science error some kind of observational error or uh, experimental error is bound to be there and we cannot totally you know move that error away from our calculations but what we can do is our error correction for the correction we get the maximum closest value that can be possibly you know achieved he probably did that obviously and he got uh, the mass of the galaxy estimated mass and he determined that to be different from the mass of visible stars now lord kelvin now you know concluded that many of our stars perhaps a great majority of them may be dark bodies this is a quote unquote thing you'll find everywhere now in uh, 1906 ish another scientist said uh, the milky way and the theory of gases there he said that french term uh, there's a french term something matière obscure if i'm pronouncing correctly which is actually dark matter and that suggests that uh, back to the you know kelvin's work basically henry the scientist in 1906 referred back to lord kelvin's work and the, it, it, it was like first to suggest the existence of dark matter using stellar velocities was a dutch astronomer he was jacobus and it was in 1922 i'm omitting their titles because that's very difficult for me to pronounce correctly and very difficult for everyone to remember uh, that's why you know henry jacobus easier to remember lord kelvin is a uh, real famous amongst students and uh, teachers and everyone so it says to make things easier just remembering the first names works great and yeah so what we concluded from here is that a dutch astronomer came to the conclusion and suggested the existence of dark matter wholly and there was a publication in 1930 that points to spanish uh, 
you know another <laughs> scientist lundmark he uh, to you know being the first one to realize that universe must contain much more mass than we can observe just now i told you about observational error right so um in one of my episodes i did mention about the types of error that we come across while calculating big numbers uh, this error is one of them we cannot say that we omitted the error wholly but we try our best so what do we understand from here is that the scientist again concluded that what we can observe is not the correct mass of the universe universe contains much more mass than that so dutchman and radio astronomy pioneer another scientist obviously jan oort easy to remember also hypothesized the existence of dark matter in 1932 Now he was actually studying stellar motions in the local galactic neighborhood and he found that the mass in the galactic plane must be greater than what we can actually observe but you know this measurement was later determined to be uh, errored like not totally correct so um, as i again mentioned that not what we count is totally correct This was a like short history of from the beginning to the establishing of the dark matter hypothesis and what we can get from here is that the research work actually began a huge time ago and prominently from 1884 that is also a long time ago but i've read it somewhere long time back that uh, during you know 16th one research work after another that suggested there must be something dark matterish they obviously didn't know or uh, didn't have enough technology or advancements to get to the point but they had uh, like an overall idea about their what can be there uh, that's contributing to the changes that we can observe like things are not going the way we wanted to and then uh, then we know that something's wrong here something's there right yeah so that started way before the 1624 30ish i don't remember the date like year correctly but yeah so this was a brief history about dark matter let's move on to the history of dark energy I am not going into details of the recent research works as I don't really consider that as history but definitely an advancement and we'll talk about that in upcoming episodes. In dark energy the first point if we start from actually the beginning is Einstein's cosmological constant. If you go to Wikipedia which is a great resource Uh, for all podcasts and your study and for project works and everything you'll find this to be the first point under the history of discovery and previous speculations they have actually described the thing in a huge version not very huge readable 
and i don't really want to repeat the same here as it's easily available for everyone i'll just tell you what einstein's cosmological constant is it is a constant term as you can understand which was temporarily added to einstein's field of equation that is actually general relativity theory now uh, it can be viewed as equivalent to the mass of empty space which you know could be either positive or negative we don't really say much about that here or simply vacuum energy again accessible in wikipedia the cosmological constant as you can understand from the name was first proposed by einstein and you ask why it was to obtain a solution to the gravitational field equation that would lead to a static universe effectively using dark energy to balance gravity so this is a line uh, so you know uh, what do i say decorated line breaking the decoration down what this basically means is that why did einstein in the first point start with this constant it was actually to obtain a solution to the gravitational field equation again accessible and out of topic <laughs> that will actually you know lead to a static universe where dark energy will be effectively used to balance gravity so this constant will help out the gravitational field equation in short words so uh, another part is that a uh, very short intro if i will call it the constant the cosmological constant or albert einstein's cosmological constant is usually denoted by lambda which is a greek capital letter and yes it is as i already said temporarily added to the field of equation of general relativity let's move on the second one i think after if you have already heard the introductory uh, you know episode you already can guess what the most important point can be that contributes to the starting journey of human beings finding dark energy and evidences around it to be what <laughs> i know all of you already know this inflation i already mentioned in my previous episode that dark matter shrinks the universe while dark energy inflates the universe in in a short words so yes inflation actually did help our scientists to start with this there were like names of many scientists who contributed in this field starting from say 1980ish um that kind of helped to find negative pressure fields similar in concept to dark energy you know could drive cosmic inflation in the very early universe what does this mean cosmic inflation in the very early universe we all know how big bang happened and i did make another episode about the whole process of big bang that we know about till now 
And I did mention about the cosmic inflation in the very early universe to be how expanding uh, it was expanding and we did not expect it to be, you know, it to keep on expanding now as well. But it is, yeah. So again, back to Big Bang, back to origin, cosmic inflation, yeah. So now inflation postulates that some, uh, say, repulsive force, which was, you know, if we think about qualitatively, is actually similar to dark energy. Now this resulted in an enormous and, what do I say, like slightly after Big Bang, an enormous kind of expansion in the universe, which is the cosmic inflation. What is cosmos? It is the universe, right? expanding universe inflation in universe now such expansion is actually essential feature for most of the current models of the big bang because the sole reason of big bang was inflation again if you don't know much about that or you want to know some more than you got from uh, say resources you may check my episode out on Big Bang. Now, such expansion is an essential feature for most of the current models, as I already said, because uh, that is the sole reason. However, inflation must have occurred at a much higher energy density than the dark energy we observe today and is thought to have completely ended when the universe was just a fraction of a second old. This is exactly what I mentioned in my previous episode as well. Scientists did not think that the universe will keep on expanding so much after Big Bang had occurred. Now that we know that dark energy exists, we know the current inflation status, We have the Hubble's constant that actually determines the rate, the velocity at which, you know, the universe is expanding. This is only true for a constant rate. And we think that it's a constant rate now. It may be proven wrong afterwards, but that's what we know for now. The third thing that contributed was the change in expansion over time. Like, it keeps on expanding. Every day, say, uh, if you are a scientist or if you are observing a particular object in outer space, you'll notice that it's slowly moving away from you. The distance is expanding every day. So that's a change in expansion, right? The expansion is occurring at a higher rate compared to what was before. So that also actually contributed in finding this out. These things are, and you know, there are of as of 2013, there's a lambda CDM model, which again was explained in another episode of mine. And that also did contribute over here, including the Planck spacecraft and the supernova legacy survey. So as of all of them um it is like you know consistent with a series of increasingly rigorous cosmological observation 
so all this did contribute because the first result from the SNLS reveal that the average behavior that is say the equation of state of dark energy behaves like Einstein's cosmological constant that we already discussed before to a precision of 10%. Recent results from the Hubble Space Telescope you know that indicates that dark energy has been present for at least 9 billion years and during the period of preceding cosmic what can we say acceleration or uh, inflation so dark energy has been present for a long time and it took us some time to understand and all these things did contribute in understanding the existence of dark energy moving on to the observational evidences we found for both the things if you are continuing with the dark energy the first and the foremost thing that i will mention that contributes as an evidence to the existence of dark energy has to be the distance measurement. What can be a better way to understand that something around us is say inflating than measuring the distance it's inflating every time. So distance measurement contributed how you ask. How do we calculate that particular thing? In, a, in an episode of mine, I explained what redshift, blue shift are about. The further an object moves away in cosmos, it is known as redshift, moving far away. We see that as a slight red in color and we identify that as a redshift, farther object, blue shift, closer object. Color coding things, you know. So say we can take example of supernova a supernova if we uh, consider we can understand that from afar as that is real bright object in outer space we can notice that scientists can notice that very easily and they can see them shifting in red like red shifting intensifying that contributes as an evidence to the fact that it is moving away from us farther and farther away red shift increasing thus contributing as an evidence to dark energy the second thing is cmb or cosmic microwave background how well Cosmic microwave background actually suggests the shape of universe to be close to flat. Now, think about it clearly. For this to happen, the mass energy density of the universe must be equal to the critical density. So the total amount of matter in the universe, including, you know, every other matter, dark matter dark energy and every every other thing possible all these things as measured from the cmb 
spectrum accounts for only about 30% of the critical density what is the rest 70 to make it 100 you know that implies that additional an additional form of energy is present which is contributing to the other 70% of this you know structure or matter of universe and this is a very you know in depth concept but if you put this two together you'll get a four how we see we observe a redshift increasing day by day and we see that dark matter and every other thing that we know about the universe every other matter we know about the universe put together makes only 30% there there is another 70% and we observe a redshift put together we can understand that is what dark energy is the third one is actually a bit different from this too because it is measuring you know large scale wave pattern of mass density in the universe uh, actually sounds a bit uh decorated as i already mentioned earlier but this is actually a theory large scale structure is a theory which actually governs the form of structures uh, in the universe uh, you know stars galaxies and say clusters all this also suggest the density of matter in the universe is only 30% of the critical density so this is what again you know additionally contributes one more important thing if you ask me is kind of you know observational hubble constant data i already told you about hubble's constant how we found out uh, you know the velocity at which the universe is expanding from using hubble's constant and we have the formula for that it also you know measured as a function of cosmological redshift so overall all this acts as evidences of dark energy existing now about dark matter's evidences The first thing is galaxy rotation curves why we know uh, if we take example of spiral galaxies there are arms of spiral galaxies that actually rotate around the galactic center and in the galactic center there is said to be a huge black hole right we all know kepler's laws if kepler's laws are correct now for the ones who don't know from kepler's second law we know that it is expected that the rotation velocities will decrease by distance from the center similar to the solar system but actually this is not observed instead the galaxy rotation curve remains flat if we notice it as distance from the center increases if say kepler's laws are correct then the obvious way to resolve this problem is to understand that the mass distribution in the spiral galaxy is not similar to that of the solar system because if i have to repeat the kepler's second law again it is expected that the rotation velocities 
will decrease with distance from the center similar to the solar system again which is not observed what happens instead pay attention to this part very clearly as we notice the galactic rotation curve remains flat as the distance from the center increases so moving back to what i was saying if kepler's laws are correct we can conclude that in particular there is a lot of non-luminous matter in the outskirts of the galaxy that is contributing to this problem so called in science or laws that matter is known as dark matter another thing will be your velocity dispersion that i already discussed um let's say gravitational lensing this is a bit you know conceptual but the photos that you'll find in internet are fascinating i promise because gravitational lensing is uh, actually gives you a lot into a lot concept into the universe in a bigger picture if that makes sense so one of the consequences of uh, general relativity is that massive objects such as you know uh galaxies are more say cluster of galaxies that that are like lying between a more distant source and an observer should act as lens to bend the light from this source the more massive an object the more lensing is observed that is what uh, also contributes and um galaxy clusters are another one of them because galaxy clusters are actually particularly very important for this study because their masses can be found out in three independent way one is you know from the x-ray that is emitted by hot gas in the clusters another one is your gravitational lensing and the third one is from the scatter in the radial velocity of the galaxies within the cluster within the galaxy cluster these three methods are actually uh, very much agreeing with the dark matter concept that we have there are more evidences as cmb which is cosmic microwave background and your structure formation that is actually very important if you think about it uh, galaxy um, clusters and everything uh, if we just put that aside and think about gravitational lensing and structure formation for once think about it gravitational lensing is actually from our perspective and structure formation is also from our perspective as in a kind of your 3d map of the large scale distribution of dark matter it's easier for us to get a concept of that not only does this to work as evidences but also concept clearing pathways for um everyone who wants to study a lot in depth about this so that is all i wanted to discuss about uh evidences of dark matter there are more no doubt 
and we will find a lot more because also there are uh, many theories and hypotheses also there are theoretical classification and alternative hypotheses and a lot more actually so if it was possible i'd have loved to show you some pictures of you know maybe 3d models maybe something which is observational which will you know help us in turn to understand this better but since this is a podcast it is your work to search this up and try to get you know fascinated more so uh, that's all about the brief history and the evidences in uh, the next month's podcast episode i'll again talk more about you know our theories and hypotheses and go in depth with those concepts yeah So that was all for today and uh, about what to expect for next. I think just wait for the division 3 for this series of dark matter and dark energy. I will try to wrap it up in the next month or within the next two months, probably in the next month itself. Nothing uh, very interesting other than astronomical studies itself is going to come in the coming months so say we are will be a lot busier with studies yeah and um introduction proper introduction about myself yeah i got requests about that and it will be up maybe next year or during this time next year i will definitely do it i have a actually you know schedule for that i wanted to you know for share whatever i wanted to all the concepts i have uh, and the things that i think maybe are possible and then give a complete introduction about me which is actually needed now maybe because you are growing in a say relation with this podcast and in a family sort of thing probably but You know my name don't you? So I think that's it for now. Next year this time or a bit late I'll try to elaborate about my life. I know you all deserve that and I'll try. I'll try to do it as soon as possible. Don't worry about that and you know <laughs> keep checking for next upcoming episodes. which always comes up on 15th another episode with the concept of dark matter dark energy and more amazing episodes to come about the research works i have done the concepts that i want to share and the possible theories that i have in mind that is all for today this is deesha and yeah wait for your upcoming episodes So what happened was I forgot the general line that I used for ending an episode of mine so I had to recheck that and yeah <laughs> don't laugh at me but this will be a proper ending I don't bty on my hand so uh, so as to like remember okay
This podcast is brought to you by Disha. Keep an eye for upcoming episodes. Thank you.